Welcome to You Might Hate This Book, where each episode one of us will recommend a book to the other. A book that we love that we suspect our co-host might hate. Well, hate is a strong word. How about falls outside of their traditional scope of interest. Fine, that's fair. A book they would never have chosen to read otherwise. We'll read the assigned book, then come back together to discuss. Did you love it? Or did you hate it? So you agree we might hate it. (sighs) Yeah, you might hate it. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Hannah. And you might hate this book. Because we accidentally deleted this episode last time. Yeah, this is the the episode that was and never shall be again. Yes. Um, so in order to make our conversation fresh, we're going to have it with another person. Because um, yes. we already had this talk <laughs> So together. even though this is our topical bonus episode for the month, we, we do, have a guest. We do also have a guest. So Yay. welcome, welcome. guest. Thank you. Uh, I'm here because I'm a human and I have ears, and I think that these people are funny. I otherwise have no qualifications to be on this podcast. Well, that's fine. We specifically, when we realized we had to redo this episode about tropes, we wanted to talk to somebody that is not a reader so that they can genuinely react to these tropes that are common in these genres that we're going to talk yeah, about. Yeah, so great. You don't need to have qualifications. No. You're a blank slate. Actually, your qualification is you should not be a reader. Yeah. Okay, yeah. well, sometimes I read, but not as much as I'd like to. Well, let's start by talking about what is a trope. Okay, so, yes. You, um, yeah, you did that last time. Yes. <laughs> you do it this time. So a trope in literary terms is a plot device or character attribute that is used so commonly in the genre that it is seen as commonplace or conventional. For example, in a trope for like superhero stories is a villain who wants to take over the world. Like it kind of wouldn't be a superhero story if there wasn't a villain who wants to take over the world. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you, I mean, these happen in movies as well. So yeah. Everybody... All storytelling has tropes. Yeah. I have seen movies. <laughs> yeah, and there are movies that even make fun of tropes, like right. uh, the Scream yeah, movie yeah. makes fun of scary movie tropes. Yeah. With Megamind yeah, makes, makes fun, fun of, of superhero tropes. So. so tropes are important in storytelling. Like, I feel like some people get, like, uh... That's so tropey. Tropey. Everything's tropey. You just have to, like, is it done well? Is it a trope you like? And there has to be that, like, balance of recognition on the reader or watcher's part with, like, are you doing something new or cool? Yeah, so tropes help, like, a jumping-off place for imagination. How do I do this, but, like, with a twist that's never been done before? And that's where, like, people see that and go, like, ooh. Or subverting it. Yeah, like, a new way. Oh, that's true. If you didn't have things that were common, you couldn't have a thing that was different. Yeah. So it wouldn't be, like, shocking or interesting. And, like, if you can't can't do a twist on... Nothing. On nothing. Yeah. So I was going to start, since I read romance, which is a genre that has lots of tropes, mm-hmm. I was going to talk to Hannah about, and you know, some of the romance tropes that are common, some that I like, and some that I don't like. So some that I like are friends to lovers. I love the friends to lovers vibe because you have, like, 
a genuine connection. And there's so much tension that, like, <laughs> I like the tension. we've been waiting for this forever. And, like, I liked you in the seventh grade, but then you didn't like me until the ninth grade. But I had a boyfriend. And then, like, years and years and years, I love the friends to lovers. And a really good example of the friends to lovers is People We Meet on Vacation by Emily Henry. I think you would like that one. Okay. Oh, so Casey and I had a conversation outside of the podcast. She was like, I think romance might be my genre. Oh, I would like recommendations. And I was like, I will give them to you by trope. (laughs) So (laughs) Our other friends have been trying to give me recommendations after that Love Hypothesis episode. Uh Because I think they're determined to, like, find a romance. Find one. I like. (laughs) I also am determined to find that. Somebody. But my job is to find one you want. I was going to say, but then that's not the success for the podcast. I also love enemies to lovers. Same like tension. Okay. Okay. And okay. the like breaking point is always explosive and passionate, and that's good stuff. And like the opposite of love is not hate, it's apathy. Mm-hmm. So hate still has that like passion with it that that makes a good story. Um, it and, isn't love, it isn't hate, it's just indifference. Oh, a Taylor Swift <laughs> quote! <laughs> I do, I can count on you. Um, so a good example of enemies to lovers is Beach Read, also by Emily Henry. I really like that one. And one day I'm going to make Hannah read Red, White, and Royal Blue. That's fine. I love that one. Also, The Hating Game Yes. by Sally Thorne. I have not uh, read that It's an one. enemies to lovers, I'm sure you can tell oh, from the title. You knew one. I read it. You had a romance to give. I, yeah, I did. I read <laughs> it after Love Hypothesis. I was trying to find like other books like it, but like maybe better. Did you like it? I liked it the same (laughs) amount that I liked Love Hypothesis. (laughs) Uh, It was fine. Like, there were issues with it that were different, so that that was was nice. Um, The movie's not very good. Don't don't watch it. (laughs) (laughs) I like the forced proximity trope. Mm -hmm. So any situation where... You know, now we have to work together all summer. Uh, Oh, no. Now, you know... You're the groomsman and I'm the bridesmaid and we're going to have to work together. Um, And I love it because it's true. Because how many times have you developed a crush on somebody simply because you had to see them every day? This person was in the play with me and therefore now I like them. They were nearby. You like people who are not nearby. So this is more for... (laughs) I do. Yeah. My husband and I were long distance for a very long time. (laughs) Um, most people experience this. <laughs> you didn't, but that's fine. I actually told him if we were in the same high school, I wouldn't have dated him. <laughs> I that believe feels that. feels true. Yeah. <laughs> he would have waited in my locker. I can't be doing with that. I love that. <laughs> you, that's fine. Like, that's normal. I am not. I think you would particularly like the reformed rake trope, which is the guy, the hot guy who likes being with everybody, but you're the one who finally settles him down. Anthony Bridgerton. Anthony Bridgerton. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, the second Bridgerton book is a very good example, and the second season of Bridgerton on Netflix is a good example of The Reformed Rake and Well Traveled by Hmm. uh, Jen DeLuca. The best friend's brother slash brother's best friend slash anything with a sibling and a friend, where... Mm -hmm. You have lots of siblings. I have so many Did siblings. you ever have a crush on a, a... Oh, I had a crush on all of their friends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. One of them for, like, years. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I need to find you... I need you, to find you a good brother. Stephanie, friend. you didn't have any siblings, and I only had girl siblings, so... Yeah, literally, like, all my little girlfriends would all be over having a sleepover, and then, like, my older brother and his hot soccer uh, friend would stop by, and we would... Uh, uh, like okay ah <laughs> uh, i love wow. that i love that vibe <laughs> yeah, okay i did not experience this in my life <laughs> i need to find you a good 
brother's best okay. friend. Yeah, I don't have um, a brother. Yeah, it was fun. Okay. <laughs> if you want something really steamy, Fix Her Up by Tessa Bailey is a good brother's best friend. And if you'd like to be steamy and also sad, Ugly oh, Love. No. <laughs> No, thank this, you. Not the same time, separately. <laughs> I mean, same book with different just, scenes. I just think of somebody like crying in a shower. There's all this steam. <laughs> Ugly Love by our famous Colleen Hoover is a good oh, okay. really best friend. Mm. Yeah, Tessa Bailey. She's she's pretty steamy. She's she? pretty steamy. Mm, okay. Yeah. She's she knows her stuff. <laughs> oh. <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, I also love a woo your partner. Oh, like you're already together. You're but already together, but either night. you had an arranged marriage and you didn't really love each other, or you've fallen out of love, or whatever. And so you have to like figure out how to yeah. be in this relationship. A really good woo your partner is the Bromance Book Club. This is the one our friend Lauren keeps telling me I must read. Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. So the first one, it's a series. There are four oh. now. Oh. Um, And I really like them. And so the first one in the series is about a guy who pretty much neglected his wife and finds out accidentally that even though they've been married and obviously sleeping together for years and years and years, she's never had an orgasm. (gasps) And he finds out and is obviously really embarrassed about that because he thought that she was. And his friends are like, Dude, you have to, to communicate. Yikes. Um, A, win her back, and B, make her come. Oh. And so he figures it out. It's fine. Oh, that's good. Okay. It's also told from a male perspective. Yes, these are told from that's a male perspective. That's so interesting. It is the Bromance Book Club. It is a group of men who are trying to learn how to treat their women better I by like reading that. romance novels. I like that. Because oh, romance novels have tropes that teach you how to love your women Aww. better. Wait, wait, so the... The story is in a man's voice. Is it written by a man, did you say? Or no, is it, it is not. Yeah. Okay. That make, Interesting. That okay. So those are romance tropes that I do like. Some romance tropes that I don't like. I don't like the secret billionaire slash royal slash celebrity. Another it just, story. like, feels like it undercuts the whole story arc of, like, I've fallen in love with you for who you are. Oh, you're not who I thought you were. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know. There's always, like, my life is so hard because I'm so rich. And it's also, like... <laughs> Yeah, it's also like... I wish I could be normal, but I just have when so they much money. Think, <laughs> when the girl thinks he's not rich, she's like, I'm going to love you in spite of this. And then when she finds out he really is, it's almost like a reward for her, like, for being... magnanimous nature of, like, I'm going to love you even though you're poor. So now you win a prize. <laughs> it's all the money. Yeah, like when somebody, like, drops a $20 bill and you're like, oh, sorry, did you drop this? And they're like, oh and my the gosh, secret camera comes so out much. and they're like... You know what? You just keep that. <clears throat> like, yes. That is what that trope is, except like, with your except with life mate. Love, which is creepy. <laughs> um, I also don't like the age gap trope, which, by the way, is a trope. Um, there's a section of romance novels that are about large age gaps. Hmm. So an age gap of, like, Leonardo DiCaprio and his girlfriend in, like, 2001 is probably fine. Leonardo DiCaprio and his girlfriend now is not a, is not probably fine. Probably not fine. Mm. So... Um, I don't like age gap ones, usually because they get a little... Yeah. Is it always, like, is the older partner always a man, or does it mix it up? Do we have cougars here? Probably. This is not really my area, so I'm sure that exists. Mm. I'm sure that exists. Um, But mostly it's probably older men. Yeah. I don't like love triangles because someone gets hurt. I mean, like, if there's a love triangle in, like, the B plot, but if, like, the 
the thing is a love triangle, then, like, someone's just quite sad. How do you resolve that happily ever after? Yeah. Um, mm. I don't like the given up on love slash he-man woman hater slash broken bird trope. The trope where at the beginning of the book it's like, I've tried love, but I've been so hurt, and so I don't trust any man ever because I'm a broken bird, or I don't like any woman ever because they've they're all betrayers and they're so mean, and so I've given up. Okay, like wait, in, in walks in love your life. <laughs> I'm sitting at the bar being grumbly. Like okay, it's just like too hard boiled for me. And, and way to engage in some hasty generalizations there, sir. Madam. Yeah, <laughs> for real. Like. But I do like broody guys. Yeah. That's a different like Mr. thing. Mr. Darcy. Broody right. is different from He-Man woman hater. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you didn't talk about the grumpy sunshine, I guess. No, grumpy sunshine is a trope, and I do love grumpy sunshine, as long as the sunshine is toned down enough and the grumpy is sexy. It's like, yeah, it should be like grumpy, mild summer day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how it's totally cloudy. Cool breeze. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, cool breeze. That's nice. Grumpy cool breeze. <laughs> We've reinvented it. That Ta-da. should be like a perfume. <laughs> oh, grumpy cool, cool breeze. <laughs> what does the grumpy smell like? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Ink pens? You're, you're broody and you're writing in your diary? Ink I don't know. Pens. What do they smell mm, like, Hannah? Chemically. <laughs> have you never used an ink pen long enough to, like, smell the ink? Okay, because teacher. I have. <laughs> oh, I like just... use keyboards. Well, okay. Yeah, I just I picture, like, Mr. Ink pen for longer than 30 seconds. I just want to picture Mr. Darcy, like, writing all these letters and, like, the ink. Yes. Anyway. All right, so a new cologne scent, ink pen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Romance tropes that can go either way. Depends on how they're done. Cool. Um, forbidden love. Yeah. Why is it forbidden? You know? Um, again, maybe it should be. <laughs> yeah, maybe you shouldn't talk to this person. Um, ugly love, again, is a very good forbidden love one. Fake relationship can go either way. Sometimes it's like, is there ever a situation where it would actually solve your problem to fake date someone? We discussed this in our Love no. Hypothesis episode. Like, probably not. But sometimes the book... Like, the story is so good that I'm with it. And sometimes I'm like, or you could have sent a text message. <laughs> um, damsel in distress. Depends on how damselly she is mm-hmm. and how much distress she's in. Do I want someone physically stronger than me to save me if I am in peril? Yes. But not because I'm helpless. But I, if I am in peril, please because do it makes stop sense. by. Yeah. Please do stop by and stop <laughs> the, the peril. <laughs> we are not fans of peril. <laughs> <laughs> and then Hannah didn't know about this one. The in-laws trope, if if Jordan were to pass, oh, and then you is. would marry his brother, that's the that's the in-law trope. Yeah, that's the Cringe. face I made. Cringe. Which, in a way, I know, just in a way, it works because days. you've both like experienced the same loss, and like who could understand you better than someone who is also lost in this very similar way? But also, it's. Your person's brother. Yeah. And also, then, wouldn't you just both be sad all the time? Yeah. I'd rather, like, go completely somebody who doesn't know me at all. Yeah. It does not remind me of the trauma that I've lived through every day, because your face sort of looks alike, but also is different. Yeah. Like, Like, I would, I feel like, well, first of all, Brady and I have talked about this. I would never remarry. Um, (laughs) I believe that entirely. It's not, uh, that's too much work. But, like, (laughs) also, if I did, I would want somebody, like, I feel like totally different. Because then it's like, if you chose somebody sort of, like, you're just comparing them the whole yeah, time. Yeah, it's like, time. oh, his eyes remind me of, oh, his hair reminds me of. It's like, that's not what I want. And that's not what I would want for the other person. Yeah. yeah. That doesn't sound like a healthy relationship. No. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe we we don't date our husband's brothers if they ever die. Because we all have a brother-in-law. So we do all have <laughs> oh, a brother-in-law. I just I don't think I could get Logan interested. No. <laughs> and that that there's the issue. <laughs> that's I, the only one. I also am not super interested, but I like really don't think I could even convince him. This just him. feels like a holdover from biblical times when you had to like continue the <laughs> she family passes line. to the next right. son. <laughs> like, and we must have children in the name of this father. Okay, we are not Tamar. We do not pass to <laughs> the next son. No. We all we are all married to the oldest son. We would pass. We like, are. Oh, oh no. no. <laughs> Aren't we all? No, we're not. You're not the oldest daughter. No, no. Wait, I'm the oldest daughter. You are. Yeah, we're all the oldest daughter technically in our families. Mm-hmm. As Interesting. Well. Interesting. Mm. <laughs> okay, well, those are my romance tropes. <laughs> and our husbands are just gonna live. Okay, forever, forever, because we love them. <laughs> all right. So when we did this before, I realized fantasy tropes have many similarities <laughs> to romance tropes because there's uh-huh. only like what what is the north fry quote there's only like two stories or three stories in the whole world yeah anyway i'm getting that horribly wrong so i am going to give you my tropes um i split them up into categories so i have character tropes for fantasy world building tropes and plot tropes and i tried to find like some examples that everybody would recognize. So pretty much I drew examples to either Harry Potter, Star Wars, or Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Those so, are the things people know. These are the, fa- I mean, Lord of the Rings, let's face it, Tolkien like <clears throat> created most sure. of the fantasy tropes. So sure. anyway, yeah. um, so character trope, number one, the chosen one. <laughs> right. Every single story. <laughs> Fate of the world in the hands of one person. Uh, they're often orphans or bastards or simple folk. <laughs> um, not who you would think of. This has subtropes like the secret heir, which, you know, hidden billionaire, whatever. The reluctant hero, the lucky novice. Like, I'm just naturally good at Quidditch. <laughs> you know, Ron. Um, so obviously... I'm the first person to ever pick up a sword, but I've never been better. Yeah, swish, swish. So in Harry Potter, this is obviously... Harry Potter. <laughs> uh, Lord of the Rings, want to guess? Of who is, like, just The chosen one. I mean, I'm going to go with Frodo. Yep, you're right! <laughs> and Star Wars would be... Luke. Yep, there you go. See, this is <laughs> this easy. feels like a trick question. No, nope. <laughs> like, it's really easy. It's not. I know it's not. <laughs> because these are tropes. They're not supposed to be hard. Right. You know, and you had, like, Anakin Skywalker, who was the chosen one, but messed it up. So then, anyway. Turd. Yeah. Um, number two, character trope, fantasy. You're breaking my heart. Oh, I <laughs> Worst dialogue ever written for a movie. I knew anyway. how much that one bothered you. It's That's awful. why I said it. <laughs> it's awful. So, chosen one, y'all also have a dark lord. The dark lord. The dark lord. Bent on world domination. Personification of evil. Morally bankrupt. Um, you got Voldemort. Sauron, the Dark Lord. <laughs> yeah, they're all they're all literally like Sauron is called, isn't he called Lord Sauron? He's called yeah. Lord Sauron, and Darth Vader, which I feel like Darth is just Lord Darth Maul, Darth Vader, Darth. They're all Darth. Did he make that up? I don't know. I don't know because Vader is father, but I don't know what Darth. Oh, is, is. it Darth in like is. German? Yeah, in German. Ah, uh, I mean, I just think Watch of Darth. Perfect. But... Come on, I've never <laughs> watched those movies. <laughs> the first one's good. You would like it. Uh, I should. Um, okay, number three. The mentor. Mm. Always a mentor. A wise mentor. Yeah. How else do you get by as the chosen one? Exactly. You (laughs) must have a mentor. So in Harry Potter, it's... I mean, he has a lot of mentors. Yeah. Okay. 
But it's Dumbledore. Yeah, it's Dumbledore. That's true. Yeah. It's usually a magician or a warrior. Like, somebody who teaches them, like, how to fight or whatever. In Lord of the Rings, it's... Gandalf, yes. I'm and then too hard about this. <laughs> you are. These are not trick questions, I promise. And then in Star Wars, you've got Obi-Wan in the first movie. You got Yoda later. Um, you also have damsels in distress as a trope in fantasy. Mm-hmm. Like Ginny Weasley in the second Harry Potter book. Very damsel in distress. Um Princess Leia is kind of a subversion of that trope because she I, doesn't she actually have a line that's like, I don't need saving or something like so. that when Han Solo comes in. I don't know. I don't, but yeah, but there's also like the help us Obi-Wan Kenobi, your only hope situation. Oh, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. I mean, she's not specifically anyway. Yeah, no, that works. So she's kind of both. Um, then you also have the trope of the overqualified party or the best ever trope. Like this party of adventurers, they're all the best at X. This is the best <laughs> fighter. This is the best magic user. This is the best whatever. Like, like a perfect D&D campaign. Yep, yeah, <laughs> yep, yep. It's like Harry with Quidditch or the fact that Aragorn has like elf blood or something in him. Mm-hmm. He's whatever. And then your last character trope are dragons and magical beasts. Mm. You, you got to have a dragon. They're all, always the most powerful. I asked Stephanie the last time we recorded this, like, because <laughs> I was thinking, obviously there's dragons in Harry Potter. Obviously there's dragons in Lord of the Rings. There's not really a dragon in Star Wars, but dragons, like, have all the power and sit on all the gold, and they're big so and scaling. So is Jabba the Hutt the dragon? Ah! Yes! <laughs> That's what I asked. Like, is he a gangster dragon? For sure. (laughs) Well, yeah. Hannah just said, "Is Jabba the Hutt a gangster dragon?" Out of nowhere, and I thought that was the funniest. (laughs) I did give you more explanation leading up to it. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. she just came out. Is Jabba the Hutt a gangster dragon? Yes. uh, These are the things we can't recreate. I know. Anyway, you also broke into song twice last time, and I don't remember what they were. What was I even singing? I don't know, but I've never never had you break into song twice, and you did. We'll never know. I must have like. Eating a lot of chocolate. <laughs> um, is that what does it for you? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> uh, we have experiments to run. You and I. <laughs> My four year old's been listening to a lot of Spice Girls lately. Uh, <laughs> Spice Girls. It's yeah. Anyway, um, so world building tropes for fantasy, medieval or ancient settings. Right, right. Um, this is always like either set in like ancient Greece or Rome or the medieval times. Um, and everyone has a British accent, even if it's a completely different world that is not. In our world at all, wouldn't They're have the same accent. Completely mythical races yeah. of people, but they have British accents it's because it's fancy. <laughs> British, <laughs> British is fancy. <laughs> have you heard like the Cockney accent? <laughs> <laughs> I really want there to be like a hello, mate. <laughs> <laughs> a Game of Thrones, but it's like hello, governor. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, like, that trope was listed on Gizmodo as one that needs to be gotten rid of. Yeah, it's very very Eurocentric. Yeah, Eurocentric, westernized, like, there Mm -hmm. are other ancient cultures besides Europe Uh um, that we could set these fantasy worlds in. It's literally fantasy. You You could do Or none of them. Uh, Yeah, you could do whatever you wanted. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. Then you have the trope of powerful artifact. Oh, I mean, thing. yeah, there's always, like, that the one holy grail. Yeah, yeah, literally a holy grail. Or, uh, like, in Harry Potter, you have the Elder Wand. Mm-hmm. And the whole Deathly Hallows, I suppose. Um, you've got the One Ring, obviously. I couldn't think of one for Star Wars. 
Hmm. It's it's Yoda. Just tote him around. He's the powerful artifact. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then you also have this is another trope that could be gotten rid of racial homogenization. <laughs> like, and not just like it being white and Eurocentric, but that every fantasy race is like reduced to this one thing about them, and that's all their race is. Like, all of the elves are pretty and good at everything. Yeah. That's all the long hair, braids, and ears. <laughs> yeah. Every dwarf is ill tempered and drinks a lot of beer <laughs> or ale, whatever. Grumbly, grumbly voice. Yeah. Hobbits equal good and love smoking. Uh, orcs <laughs> equal bad and they don't take showers. <laughs> you know? So, broadening that, and that even happens in our beloved Stormlight archive by Brandon mm-hmm. Sanderson. Have mm-hmm. you read those, Casey? I've not read the fourth one, but oh. I've read the first three. Well, then you've read a lot already. Yeah. So you yeah. know how they like, you know, the Alethi and the Thalen and the Azish. Mm-hmm. Thalen with their, it's, is it their eyebrows? Yeah, the Thalen. That like, they like tuck behind their ears. They grow their eyebrows out and like That's make so them weird. real fancy. I love it. And the Alethi are dark, like tan. Yes. And they're the fighters. And the Azish are like basically the nerdy kids. Yeah. <laughs> like very sciencey number. Anyway. Um, if you know what we're talking about, if you don't, go read Brandon Sanderson. We've told you before. Uh, <laughs> How many times do we have to tell you? Uh, this is a tro- magic. Magic's right. a trope. I mean, there's got to be magic, an embodiment of power. But you have to have a system, right, to it, or it gets silly yes. and weird. Um, the amazing and well-described food. Mm. Of fantasy has... And I did not realize that <laughs> until I prepped for this. And I'm like, oh, yeah, they do all have, like... The feast. Hogwarts feast. I know. Yeah. And like all the food they eat in Lord of the Rings. And... That's a big like anime thing. It's like, yes. I want to eat those noodles so bad. Yes, I brought this those up. dumplings. Uh, all, uh. The, all the Miyazaki movies, like whenever the kids eat, like on Ponyo, we were watching that the other day, and they're eating their ramen, and I'm like, man. I want some ramen now. And Ponyo even, like, falls asleep afterward. I'm like, I want to feel like she is feeling right now. I want to eat some noodles and take a nap. Yeah. Well, noodles and unconscious. That's the dream. Exactly. And also a magical fish girl. Um, so, yeah. And then the last world-building trope is reinterpreted folk or fairy tales. Mm-hmm. So, like, taking an existing fairy tale and reinterpreting it in a new way, that's, like, a whole thing now. I mean, you got the Percy Jackson books... Frozen reinterprets like the Ice Queen, and then is story. it the one that everyone's obsessed with? Akatar, a court of thorns and roses, is a retelling of Beauty and the Beast. Apparently, yes, it is. Yeah, oh, I just, loosely. I, loosely. I do not I mean, know these books. Yeah, I know people. I like just them. know people are obsessed with them, and I know that I have listened to the first like five minutes and gone, not today. Oh, yeah, yeah. I read the first one. It was it was fine. It was fine. It was fine. It was fine. Yeah, it, was fine. Yeah. it was pancakes. People yeah. are pancakes. Ab- Obsessed with them, I though. I heard that the second book is really good. So maybe okay. it's, a, maybe it's one of those things, one of those okay. series where you have to get through the first I one. Know. That's a lot of series. Yeah. I like that. So, yeah. I heard there's I also another popular book right now is The Priory of the Orange Tree. Oh. Which is apparently know. a retelling of uh, St. George and the Dragon. Okay. And so it's a really thick book. Like, yeah. I saw it at a bookstore. I was like, that looks cool. Not today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that the and so that takes us to our plot category. So those are the characters, the world building. Now what actually happens in a fantasy novel? Trope one, good versus evil. <laughs> it's all very black and white in fantasy. Yeah. Like there's not a lot of gray area. There's like 
Frodo. There, I mean, there's literally a Gandalf the White <laughs> and the Dark Lord Sauron. Like, <laughs> you can't get... More. He was gray. Nope, we're going to take him to white. Otherwise, this isn't going to work. There's um, no gray area. Literally. Not even on Gandalf. Nope. <laughs> um, then you have the quest. Yeah. Always a good quest. Like, just what else are you going to do in your fantasy thing if you don't have a quest? I know. Like, And you can just look up Joseph Campbell's hero's journey, and I'm not going to talk more about that. There's also side quests. Like, I was talking to Brandon. I feel like the third Harry Potter book is just a side quest, that whole book. Mm. Because Voldemort doesn't show up in it at all, but it is still pertinent to the plot. You know, yeah, it is the only. It stands out in that way. It's the only one that doesn't have like the exact same pattern. No, um, I always liked that one. I yeah, did, and I like the movie mm-hmm. too. It's like yeah. got a different tone to it, which I know it had a different director, but still. Yeah. Um, then you have because you've got the chosen one, and the mentor. You're gonna have a training montage. <laughs> <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Dun dun dun. That was good. Dun dun dun. <laughs> I always think of, like, Luke <laughs> practicing with his lightsaber and the little, like, pokeball-looking thing. Yeah. You know? This little pokeball. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember that old YouTube video, Star Wars According to a Three-Year-Old? No. <laughs> you don't remember? This was, like, when we were in high school. It's this little three-year-old girl with curly hair, and she's, like, explaining Star Wars. <laughs> and, like, talks about how the shiny guy always worries. <laughs> and that's one of the things she says. Luke has to fight his pokeball. <laughs> Those parents were clearly winning at life. Star Wars and Pokemon. This I love that. Crushing it. Um, yeah. Also, I stupidly didn't realize this was a trope till I looked it up. Taverns. <laughs> taverns. Just taverns. Taverns are a trope in fantasy novels. And a tavern wench. I mean, I've yeah. played D&D before. Yes. We always end up at a tavern. Or start there. Like, yeah. It, or both. I mean, <laughs> yeah. So that's, it's the rest stop in fantasy novels. It's where they, they gather information, important meetings happen. Harry and Hermione and Ron always overhear something at, what is it? The, the three broomsticks. The three broomsticks. Mm-hmm. They always overhear the yep. information. And you've got the green dragon. A and person in a cloak is sitting in a corner. Oh, yeah. And like <laughs> the cantina. In, yeah. Uh, the Mos Eisley Cantina in Star Wars. So, and then you even got like the King Killer Chronicles. Have you guys read Name of the Wind? I yeah, I've read the first two. I've heard of that, but I've not read the it. first two because there's not a third. <laughs> yeah, it's been many. It's supposed to be a trilogy. It's been many years. Patrick Rothfuss still has not released the third one. Oh, um, I've only read the first one. It it's was, really good. I, I think you. It was fine. Maybe you'd like it. <laughs> I love the first two. It was fine. It was slow for me at parts. Brandon keeps telling me that slow this, for you. Yeah. I don't know. I think maybe... But Stephanie, who likes fast things, doesn't think it was slow. I, I just... Do you? Or did you think it was slow, but it was fine? Because you liked it. I mean, I guess there were maybe parts that were slow. I don't remember thinking I didn't that. like all the stuff when he was at school. Which, again, another mm-hmm. trope. Like, magic school. Yeah, and magic school. It was, like, kind of boring. The library. There's always a mystical library. Yes, yes. Um, but that whole series is, like... He's telling this story in a tavern. That's how the whole book is framed. Mm, Let me tell you this story in in three nights. And that's supposed to be the three books. We still only have two. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Anyway. So, uh, also, the here comes the Calvary trope. Yeah. I just think of Gandalf coming over the hill at Helm's Deep. Yeah. Did did you guys watch Game of Thrones? No. We watched the first, like, five episodes. The Battle of the Bastards is the best episode for this. Like, Kyle will just watch this one episode, like, 
if he just wants an hour of television just to watch, he won't watch a season. He'll just watch that one episode, and it's perfect. That great, like, coming over the hill, and you see the flag, and you hear the trumpets, and, like, yeah, yeah it's, it's a good feeling. coming to save us. Yeah. And, like, the, you know it's going to happen, but that is the twist yeah, in every right. fantasy book. It's True. like, they're dying! It's lost hope! Oh! Here they come. You know. Yeah, when the Order shows up for the Battle of Hogwarts, yes. mm -hmm. they're like, you're all alone, Harry, and they're like, Boom! No, he's not in the way parts. Yeah, in the I don't remember if it's Infinity Wars or the last of that cycle of Marvel. Yeah, movies, when all the when all the circles like the time hop circles open up, open up mm -hmm. and it's like ah, they're all here. That's I love that scene. Um, don't love the movie enough to know the name, <laughs> but it's a good trope. Uh, it is. Um, then you also have the hidden truth or inheritance. Kind of like the secret millionaire. It's like Harry had the original invisibility cloak all the along. whole time. Yeah. Oh, it was like Christmas present. Inheritance, yeah. <laughs> and then another trope is the price of winning. That happens in a lot of fantasy books, probably because Tolkien was writing about his trauma in war. <laughs> um, and he started a lot of it. But just Love like, we trauma. had this whole big battle of good and evil, and like, good wins, but... There's a price, like you're never quite the same. Frodo can't live in the Shire anymore or and has Frodo. to go to the Undying Lands. Into the West. Yeah. Um, so it's like, yay, we won, but you it... lost some friends, you lost some innocence. <sighs> yeah, you, there was a price along. Luke loses his dad. Yeah. Obviously, like sad. <laughs> um, so that's that's fantasy for you. Okay. In a nutshell, they pretty much all do those things. <laughs> I have some thriller tropes. Thriller is another genre that includes a lot of tropes some that i like isolated locales i love a small town yeah i love a cabin in the woods i love a retreat on a hillside um and then sometimes it's isolated in that like everyone has gone off to this island for a wedding whatever and then mm -hmm. there's a storm and no one can get to them oh, like yeah. they're physically mm -hmm. completely isolated mm -hmm, mm -hmm. makes me think of the thing john carpenter's movie the thing. I haven't seen that. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> They're in like Antarctica or something. Um, you'll be familiar with this one because Agatha Christie like made it. The closed group of suspects, the locked uh, door one. It uh, could only be one of the ten of us. For sure, it's one of us, and you like sometimes get to hear from all of them, and you're trying to figure out which one it is. I love those because I I don't want it to come out of nowhere. I want to be looking at the, I want to be looking at the lineup and go like I know one of you did it. It's one of you. I have my options here, and I know it's one of you. Yeah, that's how, that's how both Benoit Blanc movies are, right? Yeah, like, Knives Out. And yeah, yes. One of us is lying. Oh, I have a lot of students who read that. Yeah, um, so it's a it's a really good trope to me because in order. To, to limit your suspects right off the bat and still surprise the reader, that takes something. So yeah. I, I like that one. And you never want something that just, like, comes... It was the stranger from down the street. Like, okay, so... So who are that's, that? a, that's a good trope to use. Um, the toxic friend group. I mm -hmm. love a toxic friend group. Not in real life anymore. <laughs> anymore. Uh, anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Likeness by Tana French is a oh. great, the secret history that oh, we always yeah. talk about. Um, though, if we were villains. Oh, I love um, that book. This group of friends that's like way too close. They spend all their time together. They have so much in common. There's always like weird relationship mix-ups because they're so, so, so close because they trust each other with their lives until one of them dies. Yeah, one of them <laughs> always dies. Yeah, I trust you with my life, which means one of you is going to kill one of the other ones. Yep. Like. 
I really like that dynamic and because I think I grew up wanting to have that friend group that like closer than family friend group we tell each other everything there are no boundaries well you know what no boundaries means murder (laughs) (laughs) it's it's sad (laughs) um so I always like that because it feels so idyllic yeah and then you're like Nah, this is hinky. It's almost dystopian. Like, yeah. We yeah. thought it was perfect. It's not yeah, perfect. they always live in like a cool house and it, uh, all their shared stuff. And it yeah. seems really cool until it's not. Also makes it really hard to solve the murder, too. Yeah. Because, like, they share everything. Thriller tropes I don't like. The cynical detective. I've turned to alcohol because I've just seen so much in my time on the job and now I'm grumpy and disillusioned and I hope someone can finally bring me back from the brink of my depression. (laughs) It's just so hard-boiled and, like, we've been there and, like, I get it and (sighs) go to AA. (laughs) I I just don't like that one. Um, The will. Oh, like a document. Yes, your final will and testament and... Someone has left something, and now there's murder. It's just done. It's played out. The exception, Knives Out. I was going to say, Knives Out does Knives this. Out was masterful. I loved it so much. But in general, that's the thing. A trope that you can subvert. They did it so well that I still like it. So unless you've got, like, a really good final will and testament, it's yeah. played out. And they also combined it with some other tropes, like the locked room. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, gaslighting. Oh. The girl on the train. Like, the whole, the whole, like, solution at the end is her boyfriend was gaslighting her. Like, she just thought she was crazy. Like, when the whole solution is just that somebody was pranking you hard. Or being an awful person. (laughs) Yeah, also being awful. That's almost as bad as, like, you wake up and it's all a dream. Like. Yeah. It feels cheap. Yeah. Yeah. And I did like the girl on the train, but. I've now seen it several times where the solution at the end, the big twist, is that the boyfriend was just gaslighting her. It's like, that's it's like, not... Okay. But what do you think about Gone Girl? I mean, that's that was amazing, though. So, like, but it uses that trope, but I think it subverts it a lot. Because especially with the dual it. perspectives. And, like, and I also wouldn't necessarily call that one gaslighting. I would call that a resurrection trope. Oh. Interesting. Um, okay. In the gaslighting one, like, Girl on the Train... And he just tells her that these things are happening and that they aren't happening. Gone Girl's not quite like that. This thing really is happening because she set it in motion yeah. and then comes back to watch the destruction that she has wrought. Oh, okay. okay. Um, things that could go either way. The femme fatale. Mostly, I don't like it. Maybe if she's funny and quippy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unreliable narrators. It has to be It has to be a new twist, like The Will. If you've got a great new unreliable narrator, fine. Like Gone Girl, unreliable narrator. Oh, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Perfect. It's got to It's gotta be new. Um, I don't like the I know what you did. Your protagonist... Last summer? <laughs> <laughs> um, your protagonist gets some kind of threatening missive of I know what you did. And so the whole book is you're going... <laughs> So what was it? And so uh, they, like, act, like, against their own welfare because someone knows what they did. Mm. And I it, also, like, that's so <clears> dumb <throat> because, first of all, doesn't everybody have a secret? So, like, you could literally go up to anybody and mess with them by I being like, you I know what you did. And they either, one, something immediately jumps to their mind, or two, they're going to stress about it because they're like, what is it? What is it? <laughs> what are they talking about? And then you just ghost. Like, you just never come back. So it's like, you could literally do that to anybody. Just deliver it so believably and then just ghost. Out of there. <laughs> I'm going to start trying that on people. 
<laughs> there have been several times in this conversation where I have been thinking how we discussed how you haven't watched the last season of You mm. yet with uh, yes. Ken Badgley. And with the listing of all of these tropes, I go back and forth of, oh, you like that. You should watch the season. Oh, you don't like that. Don't watch the season. <laughs> you like that. You should watch this. Wait, no. Yes. No. <laughs> that one has a lot so of tropes. What, it's so very what tropey. What you're telling me is it has a lot of tropes. Yeah. But, but it was entertaining. Yeah. Tropes can be fun. Yeah, they really can. And I think the more layered they get, too. Yeah. That adds to it. For That's me, true. if there's multiple tropes going on, I know that was a thing some people didn't like about love hypothesis. I think it would they be were like, flat without it. Yeah, yeah, they were like, they just threw all the tropes together. I'm like, yeah, but that's, I mean, what romance, else would they have done? Romances are pretty much tropes, so yeah. if you just rely on one, it can it's be It's just the boring. puzzle of what you put to, which ones you put together. Yeah, there's like infinite combos. Yeah. So. Like a salad. Trope salad. <laughs> trope salad. Trope salad. Which trope salad will I eat today? Ranch <laughs> or Italian? New sticker. <laughs> trope salad. I love that. That looks like femme fatale, like with her leg in a salad. <laughs> <laughs> I will now come up with a design for a trope salad Please. sticker. <laughs> Please do. Do you, after this conversation, do you know of any tropes that you think maybe I have liked that or like you'd like a recommendation to see if you do like that? Part of my problem is that I... I like most stuff. Like, <laughs> I'm a good, I'm a good test person for this thing because I'll be like, yeah, that's great. I loved it. You did so good. Like pretty much no matter what it is, and it speak like or we'll come out of a movie, and people are like, ugh, this plot thing and this plot thing, and I'm like, I don't know. I had a good time. Like I don't. I just enjoy stuff. So like. If you're entertained. Yeah, if I'm entertained. Like surely you know there have been movies I didn't like or books I read that I didn't like very much, but like. Most of the time, like, I don't know, like, the author wanted to me to go on this ride, so I'm going to put on my seatbelt, and I'm just going to sit here and let them take me on it, and I'm not yeah. going to fight them the whole way on it. I'm just going to enjoy myself. So so most recently, like, you guys did the love hypothesis mm -hmm. one. I have read that one, and it's, like, like the broody guy trope. Yep. Mm -hmm. Like, my husband's kind of a broody guy, so yeah. yep. I vibe with he that. sure is. Um, you know, I've done lots of fantasy things, and, like, Interestingly enough, you mentioned the crossover between fantasy and romance and, like, wanting to be, like, in romance. Like, oh, you're the, like, special chosen girl from mm -hmm. the guy who doesn't <laughs> the like chosen girl. whatever. But it's, like, the same thing as oh, yeah. Yeah. the chosen one. Like, I want to be both. Can I have the magical powers and also win the guy? Can I, can I do both? I'm pretty Probably. sure. There, so. <laughs> There's got to be. Is that what that Court of Thorns and Roses is? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so, you know, I don't know. I don't well, have any I particular have, ones that I know I like or don't like, but... I okay. definitely have some that I can give you of of these tropes. These are the ones that I think are the best. I'll well, probably and we, like them. <laughs> we dissect all these books, but, like, books and movies, like, should be entertaining, too. Yeah. Like, I don't it think we need to devalue fun. something for its entertainment yeah. purposes. Um, yeah, I don't like sad things, so, like... Because they're not entertaining. Yeah, I don't want to. I didn't either. come to here to this to feel sad. Like, I have other stuff in my I'm actual life. I'm going to make both life. of you read a sad, I, sad. Oh. No. Make both of you do it. <laughs> I want to. like, this sad. was great for what it is, but I don't ever want to do it again. <laughs> if you, you know what, I'm going to save this story for another episode. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> I hope you remember what it is. Oh, I will. Okay. I think I wrote it down, actually. <laughs> okay. Okay, cool. Thank Let's, you so much for... Tropes coming to hang out with us yeah, so we yeah. can tell you about tropes. Thank you for listing all of the tropes to me. <laughs> and thank you for giving us trope salad. Yes, trope salad. <laughs> Love a good trope salad.
Wedding montage. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. That was good. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs>